everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. Uh, we are so excited today to be here to be talking about the winter uh, recent th last three months of releases. And uh, it's always uh, really fun doing these recaps. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm joined by my friend David Healy. Thanks for having me as always, Rachel. Yes. So it's been a pretty interesting uh, couple of months. It's always it's always an interesting time because you have the combination of your uh your end of the year kind of blockbusters and then january is always a little rough but then you also have the oscar releases so it's it's kind of uh it's a bit of a tug of war i think this time of year yeah exactly and i think this is a particularly rough january personally yeah yeah I, I usually, t somehow I end up skipping, well, usually because I'm at, so busy with Sundance, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I saw some not great ones, <laughs> not great ones this year, that's nope. for sure. Um, so uh, let us know your, if you're listening, let us know your thoughts about what you got to see. We're recording this on February 9th in the morning, so we do not know the Oscar results, and they will come later tonight. So <laughs> if you're wondering why we are talking about uh if we mentioned the oscars uh we have not we don't know the results yet so uh it'll be interesting to see what happens yep uh definitely have some predictions but you never oh. know how it's gonna go yeah i know i hope there's some surprises <laughs> uh, but uh but anyway let's dive in we've got a ton to talk about uh starting on the first we have uh harriet what do you think of harriet oh harriet um so you saw this, right? I did. Uh, so this was a movie that I thought should have been made a long time ago, mm -hmm. but I was really surprised with the direction they took it. They almost made her into a superhero with right. like magical powers. And I don't know how necessary that was. It almost made the movie a little bit cheesy for me. Mm -hmm. um, so <sighs> there were definitely good parts to it, but overall I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. I can see what you're saying. I I appreciated that. I felt like they were really trying to make a family film that like that you could watch with your family, and uh, and it kind of reminded me of this old movie called Race to Freedom that uh, I remember making a big impact on me when I was in middle school uh, about the Underground Railroad and just a TV movie, uh, and I. I think that uh, those kind of movies have some value in teaching kids about history without like overly traumatizing them. Uh, that's kind of how I took this. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a safe look at history. Uh, you know, not your 12 years a slave or something like that. Um, and uh, I, you know, it was different. It was way more of a faith-based film than I expected. Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it wasn't one of my favorites but i enjoyed it well enough um i have it in my ranking at 54 okay i have it at 74 out of 126 movies okay so yeah i have 167 <clears throat> for 2019 yeah and i personally don't think cynthia deserved an oscar nomination for this i mean mm -hmm. she did a fine job but for me there's no way that I think anybody could have really uh, sold that that character with uh, the material they had to work with. Yeah, I I wouldn't have nominated her. It wouldn't have been my choice. Right. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'd probably give it. Uh, I mean, I'd give it smile worthy. I went fresh on it, but I definitely get it that it's not. It's a flawed film. Right. Uh, would you go fresh on it, or would you go? I, yeah i'd go fresh but barely <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah all right then we had a movie called feasts of the seven fishes and this was a movie that i saw in my uh 115 christmas movie uh watching season and this was actually a a like video on demand slash small release film so it was a feature film uh and it was really good it kind of uh, if you want if you if you don't want the more kind of uh um cheesy version of christmas movie uh then uh this is definitely something you should check out uh it, it was basically like following the this group of uh 
of people in i think it's like philadelphia i think or new jersey or someplace like that and uh and anyway on christmas eve and see the shows it sort of reminded me of a of uh days and confused but christmas <laughs> and i don't know i just really enjoyed it i thought it had a nice nice story nice characters um and you know christmas movie i'd love christmas movies uh so uh, i i forgot to put it in my rankings i'm doing it right now <laughs> um so i would give it i'm gonna give it have it at 32 and i would give it fresh okay yeah i haven't even heard of that yeah it was pretty good um okay then arctic dogs which was very much not good <laughs> it was my worst movie of the whole year 168 i really disliked it i just i mean we knew it would be pretty bad from the trailer yeah. but hey i've been known to like you know this sort of level of animation and this level uh, i've been known to sort of root for it um and so i went in with an open mind and it just the thing i guess it kind of made me mad is that i just felt like they didn't even try like there was just no creativity no inventiveness there was nothing funny it was just nothing it was it was awful it was so boring the story i've seen so many times before the animation was terrible so yeah it's definitely rotten <laughs> 168 okay yeah i okay. didn't see that so yeah i'm good, glad i didn't after hearing good, that good choice <laughs> um so then we have a movie called holiday in the wild which came out on netflix and i really enjoyed this movie if you like christmas rom-coms then this is fun it's not very christmasy i think that's the main flaw with it but i thought that rob lowe and, and kristen davis had really nice chemistry and i thought the banter was really nice and i liked the elephants and I, it was just a i thought a real solid romantic comedy christmas uh, romantic comedy but like i said it's just barely a christmas movie so um you know that's it's that would be my main criticism of it so mm -hmm. uh but yeah definitely fresh on that one i i liked it um so then we had terminator dark fate what do you think yeah so um i'm not a huge terminator fan especially the past few movies i've seen from the terminator franchise but i actually thought this was a step in the right direction i mean it was definitely uh going for that female power but without like um shoving it in your face i guess and uh yeah i think it worked for the most part um the action was was very good um really i don't have many complaints about it other than it not being necessarily the type of movie that i seek out mm -hmm. um but overall i would say it was a it was one of the stronger terminator movies and i put this at number 52 for the year mm. uh yeah so this movie i it's not as bad as the previous terminator movies but that's not saying that much i thought <laughs> it was pretty boring actually like it was kind of crazy to me that they'd have all this action and I would still be bored. I, I just thought the story, and I, th I found it really repetitive. It was like they get to a safe space, and then the the term, then the uh, then there would be an over the top action scene, and then they, mm -hmm. you know, it just kept cycling back and forth. And and uh, I I don't know. I just thought it was. I said in my review, I said it was a serviceable action movie, good performances, but I found it kind of repetitive with nothing interesting to say. Uh, it didn't annoy me like Genesis, but I feel I've already forgotten it, and I, and I just got out of the theater, so I don't know. To me, it was just very forgettable. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I don't remember a lot about it, but I tend to forget movies after seeing so many of them. So yeah, that's, that's not unusual. That's <laughs> I have it at 130. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I I went um rotten on it. So. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Um, okay, so then we get the Irishman, and I had I was Mrs. Unpopular Opinion on this one. Speaking I actually of saw boring. It, <laughs> I saw it in the in the theater. I saw it, not even on Netflix. And the main problem I have with this movie is that I don't I don't think the Robert De Niro character is an interesting character. I mean, he says at the very beginning that he's a soldier for the mafia. He treats it the same way he was in the army. He, he's given an order and he follows the order. 
and that's his his way of life and for like three hours of the movie that's the way that he behaves which isn't interesting just watching him fulfill orders that's not interesting to me Mm -hmm. and then finally in the last half hour he starts having some kind of retrospective about his life and why did he make these choices and whatever but to me it was way too little too late and i was just kind of like i don't know i was just i was bored and like scenes that that i was just kind of like what are is this supposed to be funny are we why are we doing this the scene was really long and i didn't understand what we were supposed to get from it i thought it was very self-indulgent and i don't know it just wasn't for me (laughs) so i i went rotten on it one of the few um well i would go rotten on it too so you're not unpopular here um and i actually kind of envy you that you saw this in the theater i didn't i had the opportunity to but i didn't um and watching it at home is such a chore because it's so easily to get distracted yeah and i kept wanting to pause it and do other things it's so long and i don't think it was necessary for it to be that long it didn't add anything anything to it. It just felt repetitive. It felt dreary. It felt kind of aimless, I thought. And I really, like, if it weren't for the names behind this movie, I don't think it would be getting anywhere near the no. awards attention it's getting. And I hope it gets completely shut out at the Oscars tonight. You all listening, you know, we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I thought the performances were pretty good. Uh, and I did think, I thought, I know some people have complained about the de-aging, but I thought it was pretty amazing, uh, personally. Uh, but maybe that's the difference from the home screen versus the big screen. Uh, but, um, I thought that was really good, but I don't know. I just don't think the script was there. Uh, like if you take a movie like Amadeus as a, mm-hmm. as a counter example, at the beginning of Amadeus, we get, we get to, to see Salieri at the end of his life and he's telling the story to this priest kind of similar dynamic but like we get that message of someone looking back at their past and sort of regretting from the very beginning we know that's the theme of the movie and this I just felt like why I don't know I just don't think the the lead character was an interesting character I think that's the problem uh because you can make certainly make a three and a half hour movie that's super compelling uh but I don't know the character has to be more dynamic to me. Anyway, I had it one thirty one, and, uh, and so <laughs> yeah, I have it at ninety. So yeah, yeah. Unpopular opinions, I yeah, guess. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> um, okay, then on the sixth, also on Netflix, we had Marriage Story. I have to admit, I put this off watching this <laughs> for a long time because mm. I just I don't know. I just during Christmas time with everything. Uh, I just didn't want to watch a movie about divorce. That sounded really depressing to me. And it is pretty depressing. Um, And I think it would have been a a little bit better if it had, uh, if it had been about somebody who couldn't afford a, what was it? $25,000 retainer for the journey, you know, like if it had been somebody a little more relatable, um, I would have probably liked it even better but it's it's good it does it does what it's trying to do i think well um it well acted uh some good good dialogue uh it's nothing i will ever watch again uh but eh. <laughs> i don't know what did you think yeah so i i actually could watch this again i think um it was better than i expected and i know we, we, you're talking about it being dreary or, or depressing but i actually was surprised with uh, the humor in it and mm-hmm. it, it it was depressing but it also like felt kind of uplifting at, at points even uh this big moment near the end like it's it's really heartbreaking and like definitely made me tear up but it 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 gave me hope for people even that are going through a divorce and um their ability to still care about each other and and hold importance um do you get the do you get the Laura Dern I mean I I like she was fine I thought she was perfectly fine but I didn't see anything about it that was like exceptional gonna win an Oscar probably um so confused by that so we know that I'm a big Jurassic Park fan and 
Okay. Um, I love Laura Dern and I feel very loyal to her. Um, I do agree though that I think her part in this film has been a little bit overrated. Um, I do think she was good, sure. but I don't see that there was any sort of difficulty to her role, which that's what I usually go for. If I'm looking at Oscars, like yeah. did they have a real challenge? And I don't think her, her, her role was very challenging. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I would have given, I think her role in little women was personally, I think it was better. Uh, so yeah. if you're talking about supporting role, I, I don't know. I just, it's weird to me, but I have it at 36. I just certainly didn't hate it. Um, okay. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I have it at 26. It's uh, squarely in the middle of the Best Picture nominees mm-hmm. for me. So Right. Yeah, I really okay. liked it. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, then uh, we have Playing With Fire, which I saw. And I was actually, I was hoping that it might be a little surprise because I don't think we get enough good live action comedies for families. Uh, but unfortunately, it didn't. It didn't surprise. <laughs> um, it was pretty terrible, pretty unfunny. The bathroom humor and uh, the, I don't know, it just, and, and like the destruction that these kids cause when they've been literally, their lives have been saved. Like, it's just ridiculous. I mean, they, they cause probably over $100,000. They're stealing cars at certain points and they're, it, it's just, it was really bad. Uh, I have it at 151. Okay. Wow. Rotten. Yeah. That doesn't um, surprise me. <laughs> no. But, um, okay. So then we had Midway, um, which uh, I saw. And it, if you're in the mood for something kind of Michael Bay, <laughs> um, something a little bit bombastic uh, in its um, patriotism, and it's, uh, it's not a subtle look at war at all. And the script is pretty bad, um, so I I thought I didn't I didn't like it at all, but I, I can see why. After I left, I was like, yeah, the uh, like the Make America Great crowd, they're gonna love it. <laughs> they're gonna absolutely love the movie, but it uh, it wasn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't, so I I did give it rotten. I have it at 132, 152, which actually seems a little harsh. But anyway, that's what I put it. That's uh, lower than playing with fire. I know. Wow. <laughs> so, like they're totally different. It's apples and oranges, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of racist, not the best. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I probably should put it a little higher. Um, but anyway, uh, so uh, then we had on Netflix, we had Let It Snow. And this is well done. It tells all these different stories, these teenagers. Uh, but just as far as personal taste, it's not for me. Uh, I just found all of these teenagers very, very irritating and they weren't, but I'm sure if I was in high school, I probably would have liked it, but I was just kind of like, ugh. uh, so I have it pretty low in my ranking at 133, just cause I was irritated by it. Joan Cusack is, is really fun in it. But I just didn't like any of these teenagers. They were sounds like a rough patch so far. I know. <laughs> um, then we had uh, we had Doctor Sleep. So I I didn't get to see this. Uh, what do you think? Okay, so yeah, this is the uh, sequel to The Shining, which um, actually they showed a few characters from the original Shining that they had recasted, obviously because. Uh, the actors who played in The Shining are so much older now. Sure. They did a really good job of, of recasting these characters, I thought. But yeah, this is one that I was looking forward to. Um, but I was surprised by it because I liked it way more than I expected. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Very disturbing at times. They have some pretty, uh, pretty disturbing uh, death scenes in this. Um, mm-hmm. More that, so than The Shining? Yes. Yes, I would say so. Mm, okay. um, I don't want to give anything away, but there's even stuff with, well, quite a, quite a bit with like uh, children mm. or teenagers um, because the antagonists in this, they are people who have that skill, that shining, as it's called, um, and they feed off of other people who have that. But yeah, I thought 
this was a pretty flawless movie. Like um, the acting was great. The cinematography was great. Score was great. Mm -hmm. Um, I had no complaints about it. Um, This is the most I've ever liked Rebecca Ferguson in a movie. I'm not usually a fan of hers, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, she, she was perfect for this world that she had. She's, I guess she's, she's good to be a villain. (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I ranked this at number 13 for the year. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I was just too busy in December Mm -hmm. (laughs) or I guess November. Um, So then we had uh, Honey Boy and you got to see this. I did. Yeah. This is a Shia LaBeouf film that's based on his life, um, which he actually plays the character of his dad. I mean, they, they've changed the names in it, um, but it is supposed to be his story. Um, but yeah, this was a very good film as well. Um, strong acting. Um, I would say it felt a little bit, uh, I, I don't know how to articulate it very well, but you could tell that it's, it's so internal, the story, mm-hmm. and I don't think uh, they were able to really make it relatable to the audience. Mm. Um, it almost feels like a movie Shia LaBeouf made just for himself. Um, mm. But still, with that said, I, I thought it was, it was good. It's, it's not something that's um, highly rewatchable for me. Um, so I put this in number 70 for the year. Mm, okay would you go fresh on it i would okay um okay then we have claws which i was really excited about uh because i love christmas movies and i love 2d animation and it just looked really great to me and to my joy it was really great and i loved it (laughs) uh i absolutely loved the characters and the story and the animation and I'm, I'm going to be watching this every year uh, for as a, cr- a Christmas classic. I just, I loved everything about it. It's my favorite movie of 2019. Uh, oh, wow. So, really? Yeah. Yep. I, I just feel like if you were going to put a bunch of stuff, <laughs> if you were going to make a movie for me, this is yeah. pretty close. I mean, make it a musical and then it would be perfect. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, I really loved it. I thought it was great. And so, yeah, it was my favorite. Uh, so you should definitely watch it (laughs) i know i need to i I really wanted to i just never got around to doing it yeah uh so then last christmas very i was very excited about this movie (laughs) because i love christmas movies and i love rom-coms so i thought and i love henry golding i thought i was gonna love it and i ended up really disliking it (laughs) i the the twist is so stupid I thought it was, I mean, and in what world do we want our, our rom-com lead to end up alone at the end of the movie and, <laughs> and everything that had happened was with just with nobody. I, I, it was so stupid. I, Spoilers. I, I know, sorry. It's been long <laughs> enough. I feel like though, I yeah. just, I, I was, oh, I was so mad when I left the theater. I felt like they I was just, and, and like she does some things that are truly despicable mm-hmm. and they made her character very unlikable and I didn't get the redemption that I needed. I mean, she outs her sister to her family and, yeah. and that's just treated like, oh, here's, a, here's some flowers or something like that. Like it was not enough for what she did and her behavior. And I just, and, and then even, I can't believe Emma, Emma Thompson wrote the script. I thought it was so cringeworthy and the attempts to bring in Brexit and stuff like that were just, ugh. I hated it. I thought it was awful. I, uh, I have it at 156. Is that the last? You, you saw 156 movies, right? 168. Oh, okay. So that's not last. It's not last. Okay. But it <laughs> it was... would have been funny to go from your favorite to your least. Yeah. <laughs> so. Arctic, Arctic, Arctic Dogs is my last. That's right. That's right. Um, but I just... I was so disappointed. It was definitely the most disappointing movie of the year okay. for me. Yeah. And I think that um, I benefited from having low expectations of this. I didn't think it looked amazing to begin with. Um, so I really wasn't nearly as disappointed as you. In fact, mm-hmm. I probably was like a little bit like pleasantly surprised, but not by much. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was funnier than I expected it to be. Um, 
I like the chemistry between uh, the two leads, even if there was that big twist that, I mean, was yeah. a little bit obvious. But for some reasons, it also, like, I, I said, oh, that's impossible because of this. But they did a good job of tricking us, I think. Um, but, yeah, I put this at number 79 for the mm-hmm. year. So definitely not as low as you. But Oh, yeah. It's a, it is a very twist-dependent, like, how you react to the twist. Right. But but Amelia Clark has the weirdest resume now with rom-coms. <laughs> she had Me Before You, which I hated. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, she ends up alone. And then in this, she ends up alone. Like, what on earth? Like, I, I want romantic comedies. I want my heroine to end up in love. Mm-hmm. Not alone. It was so bizarre. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I thought she was going to end up with the uh, guy that worked at the homeless shelter. Yeah, something um, like that. I yeah. don't know, man. Uh, so then we had Noelle. And I was pretty excited for this as well because I love Christmas movies and Anna Kendrick and I thought it looked really cute. Um, but, and we actually don't get that many from Hallmark or Lifetime that are sort of Santa mm-hmm. uh, focused anymore. Uh, that's kind of off trend. And so I, I, that was another reason I was excited about it. But I still, I, I gave it a marginal fresh because uh, she's just so cute. And it was kind of fun, the idea of having a female Santa. That was cute, I thought. And it had a couple funny things. Like, I liked Tilly Heichner. It makes this up. Uh, he's, like, taking taking over the, the North Pole. And he sends out, he decides they're going to send out uh, text messages to all the kids who were, who were naughty. And mm-hmm. I don't know. He's just, like, try again next year. And all, like, that was funny to me. Uh, but... It, it was kind of disappointing in the same breath because it also ends up with the character alone which made me annoyed and i i i don't know it it just wasn't as funny as i hoped it would be uh and it wasn't as romantic as i hoped it would be so but i have it at 79 okay yeah so barely fresh for me mm-hmm. on that one um and then there was a movie called uh, well, I'm just going to skip over this one. Um, so then there was the report. Uh, this was on the uh, 15th, but I saw it at Sundance last year. And I think it's pretty underrated. I was kind of irritated that they only put it in theaters for like two weeks and then it was a ride on, on Amazon. And I just feel like it was a better movie than that. Like it, it's, it's just such a, I felt like it's kind of a Mr. Fifth Goes to Washington kind of film about this this guy who just keeps keeps fighting the system, fighting the system, and uh, and I thought it was very fair as far as like no, there were no like the Obama administration is taken to task, the Bush administration is taken to task, like everybody kind of compromises their values, but this this guy Dan Jones, he's gonna do what is right no matter what, and uh, Adam Driver was so good. In the role and that Benning's great in it, I thought so. I really enjoyed it. I was twenty-three. Okay. Yeah, That's did you, did you see that one? Yeah. No. I didn't see it. Okay. Uh then also we have I Lost My Body on the 15th that went to Netflix. And this movie, I think it actually sounds weirder than it actually is, because it's following the severed hand back to its owner. But really, that's just kind of a gimmick. Uh the main heart of the movie is this romance between this young man and this uh woman that he sort of delivers pizzas to and that he i mean you can make an argument that it's a little creepy his behavior is a little creepy but you kind of just have to sort of go with the whimsy of it you know and the animation is beautiful and i like romance so i enjoyed it i have it at 50. yeah i've heard good things about this but i haven't seen this either uh, okay, and so then on the twelfth we have uh, we had Lady and the Tramp uh, to Disney Plus. Uh, I think you got to see this. Yes. What do you think? Yeah, so this is one I was looking forward to watching um, because uh, it was my grandmother's favorite movie, and she passed away mm-hmm. uh, probably about seven years ago. So um, I actually watched this on her birthday. Um, and yeah, it it was nostalgic. I thought everything about it was was decent. Um, 
I didn't think it was anything groundbreaking, obviously. And I don't want to like, I don't want to trash the movie just because it does kind of have like a sentimental place for me. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about my grandmother, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely not one of the stronger movies of the year. I I have it at 100 for the year. Mm. So I'm actually surprised. I liked it better than you, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, these live action remakes are not my favorite, but I guess I gave this one a little more slack because I feel like uh that lady and the tramp is kind of underrated i feel like a lot of people haven't seen it or they you know it's just not it's just not on the pet the kind of pedestal i don't think that your lion kings and your uh beauty and the beast and stuff like that are um mm-hmm. so i feel like there's a, a, an actual chance that people would watch this and then go watch the original kind of introducing so it made me a little more forgiving um but i, I did like the style of it i thought it was really pretty the costumes, the production, the dogs were super cute. And I appreciated that they used a lot of real dogs. Uh, they were really cute. And uh, I don't know. I just thought it was, I thought it was pretty charming. Uh, the, um, the, they made some weird choices for sure. Like, I don't understand why they would think they would tell Aunt Sarah, who's the worst. Um, I, I don't know why they would tell her that she's watching the baby and then like surprise you're actually watching the the dogs like and she doesn't yeah. like dogs why would you want somebody who is watching your dog that doesn't like dogs like that's not a good situation right. so that was weird um and i i also like i didn't need more dialogue in the uh in the post spaghetti scene you know where they're like <laughs> I, I didn't really need that you know it's, musical montage is just fine yeah. Uh, so there was some stuff that didn't really work that well. Uh, but I don't know. I I liked it. I have it at 67. Okay, good. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, okay, then we have Waves. And this is uh, a, a really effective, I think, uh, indie film uh, about this fam- this Black family in Florida. And half of the movie is about the, the sort of the story of the son. And then the other half is the story of the daughter. And I thought the story, I'm kind of, I think, in the minority on it, that I thought the story of the daughter was much better than the story of the son, which to me seemed a lot more played out. And we've seen it a lot of times before. But the acting is tremendous in this movie. I really uh, thought that they were all great. Uh, And Sterling K. Brown is really good as the father. I really liked uh, Taylor Russell as the daughter kelvin harrison jr really good it's beautifully filmed uh it does use some gimmicks but i thought it used them well like there's lots of sort of panning circular shots uh of characters and sort of long uh artistic uh sequences uh where you see the characters in the ocean or you see things i don't know so some people could definitely make an argument that it's pretentious for sure but I, I especially, like I said, liked the story. Lucas Hedges is in it, who I love. Um, so it's definitely worth, I think, a watch if you have a chance. Uh, and then, so I have it at 64. Okay, good to know. Yeah, this is one that it reminded me of If Bill Street Could Talk, which you weren't a fan of, right? Yeah. Um, so you definitely think it was better than that? Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. Like, to me, the 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 writing felt way more uh authentic where my problem with bill street could talk is i just i felt like they were all reciting lines in mm-hmm. i just in the all the the montages were not for me uh but this one i i just i connected with it way more personally okay good yeah so that's just me um okay and then also in the 15th had the good liar so this <laughs> movie uh you definitely have to suspend your disbelief big time for this movie the 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 plot is ridiculous to be honest but i thought that helen mirren and Ian mckellen had such nice chemistry that i was able to suspend my disbelief and enjoy it uh and kind of have fun with how over the top it is uh not a great movie but serviceable i guess because of the chemistry i have it at 109 uh in my ranking okay yeah i never saw this one either <laughs> yeah so charlie's angels you saw i didn't get to see it 
I did. Yeah. So this is another um, of those female power movies that we got mm-hmm. in, uh, in November. This one, I don't think did as good of a job as Terminator. Um, I thought they were really um, not subtle about the message and it came across as a bit preachy and um, I, I don't know. It was just, it made for unnatural dialogue how they kept trying to um, make the point that women can do whatever they want to, which is true, but show us, don't tell us. Right. You know? um, there was some good humor to it. I actually surprisingly thought Kristen Stewart was the funniest character in the movie. I laughed mm-hmm. at her character a lot. Um, and she did a good job of transforming into a character I really haven't seen her play. Um, but overall, I think it was a miss. Um, so I, I put this at 96 for the year. Mm, okay. Uh, so then we have, let's see where, sorry. Okay, then we have Ford v. Ferrari. And I have to say, when I went and saw this at the screening, the theater that they picked was so hot. Like, I'm serious. I thought I was going to pass out. It was so hot in that theater (laughs) my face was red i was and i was in the middle of the row unlike my normal on the aisle uh and so i wasn't able to get out to get something to drink or something it was brutal so the fact that i still love the movie despite less than ideal circumstances says something i i just i i I love the racing scenes i mean i'm a big underdog sports person so i love those story those kind of stories you can really root for and cheer for your characters that that always works for me almost all the time um but i thought that i just really liked the this unlikely friendship between matt damon's character and christian bell's character i thought it was so like just really crowd-pleasing and enjoyable uh so i i really enjoyed it it's actually my number six for the whole year wow okay yeah i liked it a lot i did not expect that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think um, this is something that I think has a good chance of taking away a lot of technical awards at the Oscars tonight. Mm-hmm. Once again, we don't know. You all know if it did. Right. But yeah, as a technical achievement, I really respect this film a lot. I um, I think they did a great job. It really, especially seeing it in the IMAX. I don't know if you got to see it in the IMAX. I not. was a big screen, but not IMAX. Okay. Yeah, I mean, seeing it on the IMAX was was definitely an experience for this film, and I did enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed it more than I expected, considering I'm not into those sports underdog movies. Um, I'm not into Cars. Speaking of Cars, like that's my least favorite of the Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I still put it at number fifty three for the year. So that's mostly out of respect. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I also yeah, loved the lady one. who played Christian Bell's wife. I thought she did such a good job with a little, a little part mm-hmm. uh, that she was funny and I thought they had chemistry. And so anyway, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely one. As soon as I saw it, I called my dad. I'm like, you gotta, you'll love this. You'll absolutely love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. Uh, then we had on the 21st, we had a movie called season of love, which was really exciting for us in the Christmas movie watching family because it is was the first uh, widely uh, re- wide release. I mean, it was small release, but but uh, it was it's not a TV movie uh, that uh, is an LGBTQ lesbian uh, rom com, Christmas rom com, and so to take a lot of the tropes from these Christmas rom coms that we like, but had them with had them with girls. <laughs> so I it was really cute and uh, and. Uh, they did a good job, and I thought they got some pretty solid acting. It has three different stories, three different couples, and I thought the two of them were better than than one of them wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. But still, overall, if you like Christmas rom-coms and you're open to uh, to different groups being celebrated, then, then I think you'll enjoy it. I thought they did a good job, and uh, so I have it at 72 okay yeah i haven't heard of this i may have to look this up as well yeah it was it was cute um so then 21 bridges you saw yeah 21 bridges um i was kind of hopeful for it kind of gave me the dark knight vibes based on the trailer um i was pretty far off though um it it actually wasn't very good at all 
And the whole premise of the movie, closing down the 21 bridges, it really didn't play much of a part into the story. Um, And I don't think it was realistic considering what was going on. There's no way that they would shut down all of Manhattan or New York City just because of what was happening in this um, story. But uh, yeah, I was extremely disappointed. I don't think there was much redeeming about it. I put this at 108 for the year. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I won't check up on that then. Nope. Um, so then we had A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So I gave this, I liked this movie. This movie was good. I don't think it was great. I think it was good. I like Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. He was really good. But I don't know. I just didn't find this story uh, about what was Lloyd Vogel. I just found it kind of generic. And I don't know. I It was fine. I didn't hate it. But I just thought we have this really interesting person. Why are we spending all this time on this not very interesting person? Uh, so it was a little frustrating in that way. But I still overall liked it. It was it was well made and well done. I have it at 56, which is probably a little high, honestly, depending on how I feel about it. But nevertheless, that's where I currently have it. Okay. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. I actually liked uh, the perspective that they took with this film. I think it's pretty easy when you have like these big figures to do your standard biopic and just walk us through their life. I like seeing it from from the, an outside perspective, from a jaded perspective. And yeah, that's kind of a trope we see in movies, but it's not something we hear a, a, a lot about happening in real life. It's kind of like this fictional story, but now we're seeing this true story of this guy who was just kind of a jerk and um, his encounter with Mr. Rogers just completely changed him. And it definitely um, allowed him to have an experience with his dad that he wouldn't have otherwise had. So I really appreciated that. I thought mm-hmm. the movie had a lot of heart. I thought it broke the fourth wall in a, in a way that really worked. Um, there's a scene where they're in a restaurant and everybody's pausing to reflect. And it, it leads into the audience doing the same thing. So it definitely had an emotional punch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I put this at number 33 for the year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really did like the whole setup of it as mm-hmm. far as being kind of one in one of his episodes, the way they kind of, the production design was, yeah. was clever. I liked that. And Tom Hanks was really good in the movie. So, um, you know, that's and Chris Cooper. I mean, I, I feel like nobody, nobody can play bitter, bitter old man, better than bitter father. <laughs> then then uh chris cooper all the way back to october skies in in the, yep. in the 90s uh so yeah i mean it was good i just didn't think it was great personally but there we go all right so then we have dark waters so you saw this yeah i did so this was um a movie that i thought looked kind of interesting i compared it to aaron bronkovich um but it was actually a lot better than i even expected it to be um And actually, it's a bit disturbing whenever you think about, like, the effects that um, this has had across the globe on people. Um, There's this, there's this chemical that's created for Teflon. um, And I guess, like, 98% of humans have that in us now. Mm -hmm. And you watch this movie and you see the effects that it has. It's causing cancer in people. And it's very scary, but um, I thought the movie was was extremely effective. And um, yeah, I put this at 48 for the year. Mm, okay, So good. I think it's worth checking out. Cool. Uh, so then Frozen 2. And I love the first Frozen. Mm-hmm. I love Disney. I love animation. So I was probably going to like this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's, gonna, it's at a pretty high, high threshold for me as far as not liking it, uh, right. I think. Um, anyway, but I ended up really enjoying it. I, I thought that it was a pretty bold move for them to make basically the villain of the movie is their grandpa. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that, like they find out their family, uh, wasn't really very good. And, uh, that, you know, this, when it all sort of culminates to Anna destroying this dam, like I thought it was pretty good. And I thought 
uh, Elsa having to kind of look back at her past and I loved the music personally uh, and I thought that Lost in the Woods was hilarious. <laughs> I absolutely was dying laughing uh, at that. I loved the song and I loved, I don't know, I just thought the whole, the whole thing was, it totally worked for me. And uh, I, I don't know, I just really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was beautifully animated. I loved the fact that both of them are queens. Uh, I, I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. So I have it at nine. Okay. Well, um, yeah, so this, similar to you, like, they would have had to go really wrong for me to dislike this movie. Yeah. And I didn't dislike it. I did like it. But I was still disappointed with it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the plot was a little convoluted. Um, and yeah, I remember leaving the theater with my roommate in a, and we were trying to say, how would you describe the plot of this film? And it was super complicated and kind of meandering and very difficult. And especially for like kids to see this, like there's no way kids are going to understand everything that's happening. But with that said, it still was fun. I laughed a lot. Um, You like Lost in the Woods? I do. I love Lost in the Woods. Yeah. 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 I thought that was so hilarious and unexpected. In fact, pretty much all of the soundtrack I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, A lot of the songs instantly got stuck in my head. Like Into the Unknown was instantly in my head. So good. So yeah, very good soundtrack. Um, So yeah, I still put this at number 32. Not as high as I would have hoped to have it, but I still liked it. I can understand that. And I do agree that the plot did get a little convoluted. And I wish Mm -hmm. that they had had used the new characters better like they were all kind i felt like they were all kind of there to sell toys like right especially that lizard well the the lizard and then like honey marin i thought for sure she would have more to do like she Mm -hmm. has like two lines i feel like hardly anything and uh i don't know just the new characters uh the um uh, sterling k brown character had hardly anything to do uh so that that was a little a little disappointing uh but overall i i would even kind of say i feel like it's a little underrated even if it's not perfect i i thought it was i really enjoyed it and i i do think it should have gotten nominated personally but what are you gonna do what i i mean i wasn't a big fan of missing link so oh oh personally yeah i didn't really like that (laughs) although i respect the animation so i'm fine with it but i i i I would certainly pick frozen 2 over that okay that's fair actually Mm -hmm. so all right uh then we have uh the the two popes so this was on netflix and i i was kind of skeptical it looked kind of oscar baity to me but then I watched it and I was, I actually really enjoyed it much more than I was expecting. And uh, the two lead performances are great and it definitely does feel a little bit like a play, but uh, it was a play I enjoyed. And the whole idea of sort of uh, that your, your faith is something that's dynamic, that changes, that grows, that evolves. And it's not just some static, uh, thing that you know you you, like my faith is different now Mm -hmm. at 39 than when I was on my mission at 22 you know and I I that's good that that shows we're human and it's a good thing so I I liked it a lot more than I expected okay yeah I didn't watch this um another when when movies are released on Netflix I'm less inclined to watch them so um yeah it's i, I have it at 44 and i had that reticent as well uh but in uh, the stuff about the one pope's past the current pope um mm-hmm. was not as good as the stuff with the two of them uh but i i'd say it's definitely worth a watch i have it at 44 okay in my ranking so okay where are we okay then uh then on the 27th uh is a movie called 63 up and this is the ninth in a series of called the up series where uh they in the 50s they found this they took this group of kids uh that were turning there were seven 
and they profiled them. And every seven years since then, they have followed up with these people. And the idea is there's this old Mennonite saying this, take a man, take a boy at seven and you will find the man he's to become. And so they're kind of testing that out. Also, the kids were all from different uh, sort of classes. Like you had working class, you had the elites, you had uh, all everything in between. You had kids from orphanages. Uh, and so it's also sort of testing that as well. And it is such a great series. I, the, it is so bingeable. I highly recommend it. Uh, starting, you know, starting with the first and then going all the way. And they do a pretty good job in the individual films of kind of giving you an update of each person. So if you had only seen 63 up, it's not like you'd be lost because they, mm -hmm. they tell you the back background. Uh, but it's so good. It's such a great series and I highly recommend it. Uh, and uh, so I have it at 19 okay yeah that sounds pretty intriguing i had never heard of that but yeah you should definitely like i said it's super bingeable if you if you want to just for a weekend or something like that like watch watch <laughs> the movies is uh, it on netflix or anything i think it might be on amazon prime okay it out. I have that. yeah I, I think it might be but 63 up isn't won't be yet but i think the other ones are right yeah so uh then 27th is knives out what do you think um, yeah, so Knives Out, I wasn't as high going into it as mm -hmm. most other people I know. In fact, uh, in fact, people have been pretty upset with me because of, of my opinions on it afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, I'll go ahead and spoil. I have it at number 17 for the year. Ah. Um, so that's pretty high. People, were, and people I, were mad at you about that? People think I'm too low on it. Oh. <laughs> I have it at 25, so don't okay. feel too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I shouldn't, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it was definitely clever. Yeah. I think they could have gone further with it and made it more interesting. And I know that's, that, mm -hmm. that's how I construct of it all. I can't, I don't have specifics that I can give on what could have made it better, but I just know it could have been a better movie than it was. Um, yeah. I, said, I really, I still like yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of obvious. I think the big reveal mm -hmm. wasn't quite as, quite as big of a reveal as they were kind of hoping. Right. Uh, but hey, I mean, they have several Hallmark jokes, so that'll win me over every time. <laughs> uh, but overall, it was charming. I enjoyed it. I think it would be a really fun, like, sort of group movie to go. Uh, but sounds like maybe it was. <laughs> but I just, everybody talking about their you know, their theories and who they right. pick and what do they think? And I think would be kind of fun. Um, and I'm definitely excited for the next in, you know, if he's going to do a sequel, I think there's a lot of potential to make the sequel even better. Yeah. I'm a little mixed on that because yeah. I, I don't necessarily like it when there's a movie that's such a good standalone movie and it makes a lot of money. So then the studio feels obligated to make sequels mm -hmm. and it sounds like they're talking about creating this whole new like franchise universe for mm -hmm. knives out and i well, don't want them to mess up with something that worked so well yeah. the first time. i mean it really would only be a sequel in the sense i mean i assume a sequel in the sense of bringing the detective back and giving a new case yeah uh so it would be quite i mean i can't maybe they I might have cameo of some people here but uh but uh, yeah, that's what I would hope, but don't put it past them, Rachel. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I have it at 25. So. Okay. And it was nice to see an original film do so well at the box office. So that that's good. Yeah. Um, okay. Then Queen and Slim you saw. I did. Yeah. Um, so this looked like another of the many um, cops versus uh, african-american films that we've seen lately mm -hmm. um and i i wasn't sure how i would feel about this one um it was actually a lot better than i expected it was um it kind of had that thelma and louise feel to it um it definitely had an emotional punch to it as well especially mm -hmm. at the end um way better than i expected it to be um i put this at 44 Hmm. I, I heard good things. I want to see that. Yeah, you should check it out for sure. 
So then there's Playmobil the movie and I saw it and I don't go into any movie hoping to hate it, but you know, I, I had at that point had heard uh, some of the, some of the backlash. So I was hoping maybe I might be like a defender. It wouldn't be that bad, but unfortunately the thing was just kind of a mess. It, it had so many different uh, plot lines and villains and they tried to do live action thing like Lego uh and it, that didn't work and there's like a, there's strange musical sequences that didn't work and they make it seem like that that spy character daniel radcliffe is like a major character but he's only in it for about 10 minutes maybe oh, really? uh yeah and so i it was it was not good i have it 153 mm. yeah I, I think i heard that this had the lowest um opening of a wide release and like over 10 years or something like that mm -hmm. yeah it was rough it was rough <laughs> it was not good i mean the animation was fine that's that's really all i could say for it uh so you saw daniel isn't real yes um daniel isn't real was this uh psychological horror film brought by the director who did mandy which i kind of had mixed feelings on mandy um i probably like this one a, a little bit better than mandy um, it definitely wasn't as scary as I'd hoped it to be, but it did keep you kind of guessing and keep you on your toes. So I put this at 68 for the year. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. All right. And then uh, Richard Jewell I saw. And uh, so I think that uh, this movie was pretty good. I, th I think that maybe they were too realistic as far as the portrayal of Richard Jewell as a character. Uh, I'm sure that in real life he is pretty uh, socially awkward and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like maybe they should have tried to make him a little more cinematic. Like it just made it a little hard to root for him because he was just really strange. And <laughs> um, and I, I get wanting to be accurate, but I feel like you're making a movie and you kind of need to. <laughs> I don't know. I it was it was a weird it was some i thought some weird choices but uh and i thought the parts with the journalist were pretty cringy i mean even if even if they were true they were written olivia wide plays this journalist who uh, in real life uh was an actual journalist and they don't change her name or anything um and she basically like sleeps around for story uh, and uh john ham character like I think that John Hamm was so good at playing Don Draper that he's like getting constantly cast as Don Draper. But like mm -hmm. Don Draper had a tragic side to him. He wasn't just a jerk, you know, and, and he, he's in this and he was uh, this FBI agent. He was frustrating to me. Um, but it's it still is a really interesting story and it was well done in many ways um and kathy bates was really good as his mom so i totally get the oscar there yeah uh, so it was a mixed film for me yeah i didn't get to see this i really wanted to just never got around to it and it wasn't in uh our theaters very long yeah so I'm I'm sad I missed out. So Yeah, I saw it in January, but at the it was already at the Dollar Theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't have a Dollar Theater. Anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our Dollar uh, Theater became a church, so <laughs> Oh, really? <Yes. laughs> That's funny. Um, I have it at 98. Okay. Yeah, right in the middle for me. Yeah. Um, okay. Then we had Black Christmas. Let's talk about this. So, I uh, you know, I said I was going to see all the Christmas movies of 2000. Mm -hmm. And 19, I saw 115 Christmas movies on, on TV and in feature films. And this was one of the worst, if not the worst, that I saw. Uh, I thought, I mean, I was trying to be open-minded, try something different, go out of my comfort zone. But I didn't think it was scary. I thought the characters were terribly written. I thought that the girl power was so cringy <laughs> and poorly done. And, you know, the one character who, like, 
goes against them, I guess, is like a traitor to all women. And what irritated me the most is it's not that I don't have a problem with girl power. I have a problem when the message of the movie is all women have to be the same. We <laughs> all have to be like that kick butt character, the, the one girl, like you can't be, uh, you know, the, I don't know. That was so irritating to me. I'm like, and, and Carrie L was, was so bad. It was just, it was terrible. I hated it. And I was like, why did I see this garbage? I have it at 166. So, I did not like it. So wait, is this your lowest ranked of the year? No, 168. Arctic Dogs. I keep forgetting about that. Yes, Arctic Dogs is last. Yeah. Well, I would. I think it would be kind of cool if this was last for you because this is last for me. Yeah. <laughs> for 2019, I have this at 126 out of 126, and it's interesting hearing your perspective about how you don't like what they did about women because I had similar issues with I don't like what they did about men in this movie yeah like every man in this except for one was terrible but uh, even the one that's like slightly redeemable is basically mm-hmm. a schmuck like, yeah he's not an interesting character yeah no you're you're right and especially if you're a white guy in this movie yeah then you're the scum Forget of the it. earth. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, even like one of the boyfriends, like he was, he was pretty good for the most part. And then they had to like, just make him crappy near the end. Um, although I don't necessarily disagree with some of the stuff he was saying. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, it was all, insulting. All men are part of the patriarchy and all men are basically rapists. Like, right. It, it's ridiculous. It, <laughs> it, and it wasn't, it wasn't scary at all. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't scary. It wasn't funny. No. And and it, maybe if they made it a little campier, then maybe sort of that over-the-top girl power could have been more fun. But, ugh, yeah. it was awful. Yeah, I don't usually leave the movie theater mad, but this kind of made me mad. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. It, Worst it's, movie of the year, I think. Yeah, it, it is... The worst live action movie I've seen. Okay. Because uh, the 167 is a Sundance movie that probably will never be released. So mm-hmm. technically, this is the worst live action movie I saw all year. And <clears throat> um, it, I, I mean, it's bad if you go to a horror movie and the scariest thing you see is the Invisible Man trailer <laughs> before the movie. That's true. And I just need to see, like, real quickly what this has on rotten tomatoes because i know what people are thinking it's like at 40 percent or something what i don't understand it like it seems like it should be universally panned by everybody yeah um and of course i'm not able to pull it up quickly um i think it's a 40 percent i'm just crazy it's crazy it was so bad uh the script was terrible uh yeah, and the crazy. acting like I like um, Imogene Poots, but she's really starting to make me question her her abilities in at least choosing a, a, yeah. a project to be involved in. Yeah, I mean, if I thought it was worse than The Kitchen, that's not great. Uh, okay, yeah, it is at forty percent. You're right. <clears throat> so that's bizarre to me. Uh, so <laughs> then Jumanji: The Next Level. What do you think? Um. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think they were ever going to make a movie that was as good as the last one was, which even I don't think that's an incredible movie. It was definitely better than I expected. But yeah, this one was fine. It it felt a little bit repetitive. Um a lot of the the paths that certain characters were going down, it was kind of obvious seeing what was going to happen with them. Um, in fact, I remember making predictions about Danny Glover's character before I even went in the theater, and I was pretty much spot on with that. But um, yeah, it was still it was still fun. Um, I don't know. What did you think? So I couldn't go fresh on this. I oh, just really? thought, you no, know, I thought it was just. I thought that they had one joke, and like mm-hmm. old people are funny, and that was it it just wasn't funny enough to me and it just like you said repetitive Mm -hmm. i didn't think the special effects were really very good 
And so the action sequences were kind of underwhelming in my opinion. And I don't know, just didn't think it was very good. Uh, it just seemed like a, a sequel spit out by committee because they had to, because the first one made money. So yeah. I have it at 122. Okay. I have it a lot higher than you. I have it at 49. Um, and I think they definitely set it up for a third movie, which that I'm more interested in because it mm-hmm. looks like it's definitely going in a different path than these first two. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we'll hopefully see. that'll breathe fresh life into this franchise. Yeah. So we're going to stop here. This ep- this part of this episode of the podcast, and we're going to, uh have the rest of it in part two so you want to make sure that you check out part two this is just one of those epic episodes that that needs two parts (laughs) so thanks so much david and uh yeah we'll see you in part two so where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter i am the david healy and you can also find both of us on facebook in a group called film freaks it's facebook.com slash film freaks group great you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and our Rotten Tomatoes to so check that out. And you can find all of my reviews for every single film that I watched at Sundance on my uh, blog at rachelsreviews.net. So check that out as well. And uh, yeah, and, and if you're listening on iTunes, if you could give us your ratings and reviews, we really appreciate it. And if you were listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We sure appreciate that as well. We have our patron group, which is really fun. Uh, so check that out. We do giveaways and exclusive content. And then also we have our merch store, which has an animation junkie and smile and frown worthy shirts. So check that out. And uh, thanks again, David. I really appreciate it. We'll talk again <laughs> Thank soon. You.